and welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Be sure to follow me on all of my social media accounts. And don't forget to check out and subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network at youtube.com slash football game plan. Also subscribe on iTunes to Football Game Plan Podcast and leave us a five-star rating. And we're just going to continue to roll along toward the 2020 NFL Draft and our prospect interviews today. We're joined by Tyrone Cromwell of Florida Tech. Tyrone, I appreciate you taking time. Uh, thank you for having me. Big fan of what you brought to the table on the field. And I got familiar with your game down at the National Bowl this past December. And it just kept, it's one of those things where, you know, you're watching practice and just trying to get a good gauge of what everyone does overall before you go dive into the film or what have you. But just sitting back watching practice, just kept popping up popping up and making plays where like man who is a guy that has on the florida tech helmet and it was you and this is interesting because last year it was another player jt hassel that did a great job doing the same things in these all-star games so i want to ask you right off the bat what's in the water down there at florida tech to where you guys are constantly balling out of control in these uh not only just during the regular season but in these all-star events where scouts are watching and everyone is trying to play their best um, we're just, uh, we're just trying to make it out, just trying to get our name out there. We just, uh, uh, continue to work hard down here and, and, and especially in this conference, there's nothing else to do but to work hard and try to, and try to, um, make our team better and, uh, just continue to work. And, uh, like the people around us, uh, all had the same goal with this which is big because um being around people that don't have the same goal as you it's not always always good so um like employees that want to make it to the next level and want to do good and want to win a championship definitely pushes um us to be our best was so hard for a cornerback to have uh because of the nature of the game things happen so fast so quick is, is patience, and I feel like you have a great deal of patience, which allows you then to make a lot of plays. Are you? How are you able to develop that level of patience uh, at that position? Because it's hard playing cornerback nowadays, yeah. and, and everybody's throwing a football. You tend to react to everything, but you show a great deal of calm and patience, which around which allows you to be in and involved in a lot of plays. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, my freshman year, th- that's when I really started to be uh, focused more on being patient at the line of scrimmage and and just not trying to rush everything because um, I've I've noticed being patient is a good good way to be in the right position at the right time and uh, my coaches always kept preaching to me be patient be patient be patient. And I really, at first, I didn't really understand why, but now um, I could see why they really wanted me to continue to be patient at the line of scrimmage and wait until the wide receiver made their move until so I could react off of them. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like um, being patient and uh, is one of my strong suits, Um and what I bring to the game at, at my position. And, uh, yeah, um, that's what I really focus on when it comes to my game. Now, you started your career at Clarion playing in the PSAC, which is a great Division II conference. 
Then you go down to play at Florida Tech in a great Division II conference against great competition. What went into your decision to leave Clarion to go down to Florida Tech to continue to play ball? Um, I just uh, I felt as though um, it was just time to move on. Uh, uh, when I was up at Clarion, it was definitely good competition, good coaching from uh, my my defensive coordinator. He he taught me a lot and uh, and uh, made me the player um, that I am today. So um, I just I just chose to move on and see and test other waters and and go into another conference that was um, top tier as well. So um, and and one big factor was uh, my uh, cousin, Shaquan Barnes, he uh, he went to Clarion with me as well and he was transferring as well. And uh, and I thought uh, that would be uh <laughs> A good a good thing to do to transfer as well, and we both transferred down to Florida Tech as well, so which was uh pretty cool. So it's awesome, yeah. man. Playing playing both at uh, Clarion and Florida Tech with, right. with a family member. Uh, you know, going back to to what you talked about with patience, I think it also shows up uh, at the line of scrimmage, like you talked about with your ability to press, or whether it's playing man or zone coverage. You know, at the line of scrimmage or off coverage, you tend to do a, a great job of playing in phase and, and also finding the hip and then turning around and, and making a play on the ball. Uh, Technique-wise, I think you're strong. What goes into developing great technique? Because I think if you don't have technique going into the NFL, it's kind of hard to build because the NFL is all about scheme. So where was right. where were you uh, from a technique standpoint when you got to college and what work did you put in? to get proficient in that, in that area? Um, basically just doing, uh, certain drills to, um, work, work on my feet and work on my hands. And, uh, and, and most of those drills came from me just doing research, looking things up on YouTube or asking, uh, uh, people older than me that, that had already played, um, what did what did they certain things they did in order to help their technique and um me me and uh my little brother angelo cromwell he uh he goes here too at florida tech he's a freshman um like we we always um go to the field and just work try to work on our craft and, and our technique and stuff like that so i really think that's really what helped me um um just tighten up my technique and tighten up certain things. And there's still things that uh, I, I still want to work on and I'm still am working on. So um, just doing drills at the field and, and uh, ball drills and stuff and things like that, just to um, tighten up my technique. Where do you find receivers have the most trouble uh, getting off press? Is it when you use your hands or when you're able to use your feet? Oh, it's definitely my feet. Um, I feel like, well, well, for smaller for smaller receivers, is is more so your hands because once you get your hands on them, they really can't go. But so far, <laughs> but uh, with bigger receivers, it's definitely your feet. Sometimes you wanna you wanna use your feet to to an advantage because bigger receivers wanna be aggressive and wanna um manhandle you at the line of scrimmage so if you don't give them that option 
it's kind of hard for them to actually get off that um, coverage. So, so it it, it kind of depends on what type of receiver the receiver it is. So, um, yeah, that's what I uh, base it off of, just watching film and seeing what what type of receiver um, the uh, that I'm going against is. How how quickly are you able to to diagnose? Uh, what type of receiver you're dealing with uh, before game day? Is it, you know, one game? Is it a couple of series or uh, maybe a couple of reps? You say, okay, well, this guy, you know, doesn't like to get hands on him or he really doesn't have good footwork. Uh, how long does it take for you to, to to quickly diagnose what a guy can't do? Um, Probably like a, a probably like a few plays, honestly. Um, Just uh like a few pass plays or something like that because, uh, Going into the game, I'm already – I have a good idea of what type of player he he, uh, he is and what type of things he likes to do, uh, whether it's speed release or, like, try to work a move off the line or a few moves off the line or if the receiver doesn't like to get touched and stuff like that. So um, probably, like, a, a few a few plays – and then I and then I get a good idea of um, what I'm gonna do throughout the game in order to win my matchups. You look at the fact that you were able to parlay uh, your performance at the National Bowl into an invite to the College Gridiron Showcase when you went out there and started well. How was that experience for you? And what was some of the feedback that you got from scouts from let's say just from both All Star events? Um, yeah, first, uh, it was a great opportunity and a great, um, great experience going to both of them, uh, coming out of high school, I never played in an all-star game before. So with, um, going to these two, um, bowl games was, uh, definitely, definitely, a um, cool experience and being around so much talent from all over is, it was, uh, very fun to uh, just compete against players from all around and different uh, different div- divisions, Division One, Division Two, Division Three, and stuff like that. So um, that was a good experience. And uh, some of the feedback that I got was um, was uh, because you know how in the NFL you can't really have your hands on. But after five yards, so I'm right. Just, yeah, so some I got a sometimes I get a little handsy sometimes. So uh, they just was uh, telling me about that and just warning me about that. But other than that, um, um, yeah, that's really the only feedback that I really remember from uh, both of the games. You look at your ball skills: thirty-two pass breakups nine interceptions in your career. You have a pick six to your record. Um, finding the football is one of the things that I look for, number one, in a cornerback. And it's, again, a pet peeve of mine when cornerbacks are in great position. They do everything well except turn and find the football. <laughs> you know, and they could have so many interceptions or so many pass breakups if they just turn around and found the football. Why is that so critical to your game, and why do you make it a point to be able to be in position to not only, you know, make the play, but actually make the play? Um, because uh, first, I feel as though 
I feel as though um, a lot of people think DBs are wide receivers that can't catch. But, uh, I'm trying to change the narrative and just try and try to let people know that uh, that DBs can catch and uh, go get the ball. But um, also, um, I I just don't want to be a good player. Like I feel like good players just um, do 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 the um like the bare minimum do, you know well the bare minimum basically and 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 them greats like Ed Reed and and uh Champ Bailey and Darrell Reeves they they the ones the greats that actually go up and get the ball and want to return it for touchdowns and stuff like that like you could be a good player by just batting down the ball but you you want to be a great player by going to get the ball so that's why um I just I try to be great in every aspect of my game and one of those is going up and getting the ball well those some of the players that you watched growing up and if and if so or in addition to that and you know who are some of the guys that you're watching now that you say okay I like that that technique I'm gonna take a little bit of that and, and try to add it to what I do Oh yeah, so um, Darrell Rivas is definitely um, someone that I look up big to growing up because his patience is unbelievable at the line. So um, just watching his one-on-ones and stuff like that when he played for the Jets on YouTube, um, it, it's 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 amazing how patient he was at the line of scrimmage. And then um, now I really like. Um, Pat P, um, that's my uh, role model. That's that's really uh, who I watch and uh, try to mimic my game after. And uh, just because he's just so um, good in so many different um, um, places of, of his game, and and he just um, he competes and. He goes and gets the ball, and he always follows the best receiver around, no matter who it is, and and that's what I really like about him. Why is that so important? Because uh, you see the this the discourse that goes on, uh, you know, between <laughs> cornerbacks. Uh, you, you saw Richard Sherman and also uh, Darrell Rivas had this debate back and forth. Uh, I'll follow this guy. I just don't stay on one side mm-hmm. of the field. Why is that so important to a cornerback? Um, it just shows your versatility. Um, basically, uh, all Darrell Reeves was basically trying to say is that, uh, if you want, if you want to be great, you have to, you have to travel and follow the best receiver and not stay on one side of the field. But I mean, I feel as though Richard Sherman is still one of the greats, no matter what. And, uh, basically he's just playing to his strengths, which is, um, which is basically it's it's not zone, but it's kind of like a zone man concept. So, uh, it's just basically a pride thing, and uh, <laughs> I guess and I guess Darrell Reeves felt felt as though uh, if you if you want to talk all that smack and 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 be considered one of the best, you have to travel with the best receiver. And, and so. you guys have been asked to be to, to do different things. You know, field corner is different than a boundary corner. It is different than a right. slot corner. Uh, where do you feel as though most comfortable in playing, the field side, boundary side, or even inside as, as a slot player? So um, 
as of now, I really feel comfortable at the field because um, this my senior year, um, I play the field most of the time. So uh, I, I've gotten re- really comfortable with route recognition and and playing off and playing off um, playing off coverage and and playing zone coverage as well. And then my junior year, I played a good amount of the boundary, which was and my um, sophomore and freshman year, I played boundary a lot, um, which was why, which is why my I feel like my press coverage is pretty pretty good just because of playing in a boundary for so long. But um, definitely the field, I've gotten re- very comfortable with um, playing zone and and um, playing off coverage, doing things that. Um, that I wasn't used to, but now that I'm, I've done it um, for a whole season. I'm so um, equipped to it now, so I feel like the field is definitely um, my strong suit now. Now I, I am very familiar with your game and, and what you bring to the table. But if someone just listened to this podcast and say, okay, I want to find out a little bit more about Mr. Cromwell, what game would you direct them to, and why? Um. Okay, what I direct them to? I would probably direct them to my West West when we played West Florida my uh, my junior year. Um, I just feel like um, that game. Uh, I was just on my p on my <laughs> p's and keys for most of the game, and uh, I had an um, interception that game and uh, a few pass breakups, and 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 I had a few tackles as well. So um, I just I played very well that game and covered their best receivers um, very well that game. And that game was just an amazing game, and it just showed uh, um, in in big moments what uh, great players can do. So, yeah, I, w- I would definitely direct them to my West Florida game my junior year. And it's interesting you bring up tackling. How, how important is that for a corner to be able to tackle, and why do you feel like that – is something that you have to really be be engaged in in order to be successful. Um, because um, I feel as though the play is not over until the ball carries down. So if if or or bring the player down, then is is really not no reason for you to be on the field because the whole objective is to get the player down if they have the ball so or get the ball out. So um, I just feel as though um, it's a big part of um, the game and and you definitely need a corner that's going to be a lifesaver sometimes when things pop out in the run or, or if um, someone pops out, um, just someone that's going to chase them down or – just get them down, just to live another, um, and live another down. So, I feel like that that is very important. Well, listen, Tyrone, it's been fun catching up with you and and talking ball and talking shop. It was good to see you get out there at the College Gridiron Showcase and and really put on a showcase, for lack of a better term. But also, when I, you know, because that's my first initial. Uh, viewing of, of a lot of guys is when I'm at these all-star games and I go back and watch film. So right. not really taking what I see at an all-star game and be like, 
just you know relying on that because guys could have a, a great two days, but you go right. back and watch the film and it's and it's not good. But you had two good All Star games. I went back and watched the film. It's like man, this dude really got good all around game, really solid player. So uh, it's been fun to, to watch you uh, grow, develop, and play ball and play well and get familiar with what you bring to the table. Where can people follow you on social media to keep up with this journey as you make the move to the NFL? Um, you can follow me on uh, my Twitter. My Twitter is uh, Ty ball, underscore ball game, T E or B A L L G A M E. And then it's the same thing for my Instagram as well. So, um, yeah, just uh, Ty, ball, Ty underscore ball game for my Instagram and my Twitter. Consistency is a key, man. And that's something that, <laughs> that's very standout about your game. And you know, your whole personality, man, you stay low key, you stay on the grind and we wish you the best luck moving forward. Thank you again for taking time. Yes, sir. Thank you.